You are listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. This episode is a highlight clip from this week's full episode. To listen in on the complete conversation, see the show notes for the link to the complete show. You can help us out by leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate every bit of your support. I'm Morgan McKittrick, your producer, and this is Decidedly. Tell us a little bit about how you, um, how you're implementing this for other business or other folks, you know, beyond you now. Basically, it's this framework. So I was um, in relationship with a guy who started his own business, and he does this as a business. He's quite a, a, a successful business in the UK, uh, public relations firm, and he goes in the morning to this place, this building. And he literally stands in the building before any of the employees get there. And he just says, like, I surrender this business to God. Uh, this business is no longer mine. It, it, it belongs to uh, you, God, with all of its you know burdens, but also with all of its capacities. And then he opens his hands, like I use postures, and he just says, like, I need from you. Uh, I need some things. I need courage and I need wisdom and I need all these things. I need these things from you. And then I'm going to give these away to the people around me today. And then he opens his arms up and he just says, this business does not just exist for us. It exists for others. And so he tells, he told me the story. It's quite beautiful. He said it began to transform the way he even thought about his business. It began to transform the way that he enacted with people, it began to transform the way that they thought about themselves. So they actually started to um, to take on projects. Like As they started um, practicing kind of the ethos of this, they began to take on projects that were past self-actualization, you know, like we were just talking about. So it was just not like the bottom line or how much money they were making. It was kind of also how much good they were doing for others. And they started taking on, like they did the PR project for ref welcoming refugees in the UK and all these out of this kind of idea of like, what if we practiced a different way of living? I talked to a guy that was like the... Um, Ah, the lawyer that handled human trafficking cases. And he did the same thing. When I went into his office, he had these three words on his desk, surrender, generous, and mission. And he said over every case that he tried, he just would pray, I surrender this case to you. Please, God, give me what I need so that I can be generous with my time and my mind and my resources. And then also may this case actually help people who feel invisible and feel like there's no justice. So I think that for me, it's not like, I, I think for me, it, it's like a, it's a heart posture that begins to actually take some real uh, tangible steps towards living like Jesus. Um, so there's all kinds of ways to engage in this if it's helpful to you. There's version Bible reading plans you could do with a friend. There's a 30-day challenge if you wanted to kind of kick off. What, what would it look like if I, you know, I had a couple of younger people reach out to me and say like, is it okay if I invite my friends to do a 30-day challenge which is like daily postures and prayer and you connect with a group and just try to live this authentic life, like a real practice of your faith. And could I invite some friends who aren't, wouldn't call themselves Christians, but they might want to try it out <laughs> and see what it might be like to follow Jesus. And then we could, and I was like, yes, of course, uh, uh, like a hundred percent. Then I started realizing, oh yeah, that's actually what Jesus did, yeah. <laughs> right? Was he was like, come, come try this out and see if like, if you're going to stick out, stick around. So there's all kinds of different ways, but it just in my life, it was such a game changer going from this, I believe these really important truths 
And I even like go to church and I talk about it maybe and I think about it to this like, oh, what would it look like if I embodied this, if I practiced this? And maybe it wouldn't be so hard. It would just be this attitude and this heart and this mind that opens to the possibility that Jesus is is doing this with me. You know, it's interesting, you know, taking that stance with a business of just sort of surrendering and having a, a mindset of generosity and submission. I see that in a lot of maybe more and more in some secular businesses. You look at uh, Bomba socks, are they giving away socks or Tom's shoes, are they giving away shoes? And and I, I don't know their faith, but 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 they're not holding themselves out to be religious. They're holding themselves out to a, a greater purpose of helping people. Do you think they're getting to the same type of results? I think they are at least hungry for a similar thing. So mm-hmm. I think that's important to recognize. Yeah. And I think it's important to recognize that there is a culture that's longing for people who live for something greater than themselves. So those are all beautiful signs, aren't they? And then I think the only true way, sort of from an inside out, from a true transformational perspective to achieve this ultimately is through Jesus, right? I believe that that's actually... so. But you might you might be able to kind of touch it and go like, oh, I love this. Like, this is grace. You know, or if, if you see hope on display, you know how people are like, hope, like they love hope. And you're like, actually, I know where that hope comes from. That hope comes from God, right? That's the scriptures say, like, literally the author of all hope is God. So, so there, I, but I think to see it, sometimes I think it's better, it would be better to not dismiss what is good and true and kind of holy or sacred and, and instead um, say, hey, would you, would you, would you like more <laughs> or would you like to know the source? Or would you like to know the name of what this is? Um, that, that's kind of cool. But I do think there is a deep hunger for this because uh, I do think a culture has come to the end of itself, which is actually fantastic news because um, that's where we get that core teachings of Jesus where he said, blessed are you who are poor in spirit, who just like literally can't do it because that's where you begin to touch and see that the kingdom of, of heaven is near. Yeah, if, they're, if those companies are pursuing something good and true and transcendent, then, then they are, they, they are embodying unknowingly the the Holy Spirit, right? They they are guided, yeah. even if they reject it vocally. They say, "No, we we are not a Christian company. We are not a faith based. We don't follow Jesus. We don't believe in God." Well, regardless, because you are pursuing what is good and true and everlasting, you you are you are following God's word, um, but you can't do it fully while also rejecting the word of God at the same time. Um, you said something um, really, oh, and then it left my brain. Ah, <laughs> as soon as I was going to ask you. Oh my gosh. That's so, oh, well, oh, I'm glad you're not the only one. That yeah, happens to me a lot. But. Um, so it, the, as I'm listening to you say, hey, you know, these are, these are some ways that we put into practice as business leaders, um, put our faith into our business and, and improve our decision-making so that it's aligned with faith. Like I'm, I'm hearing these steps that at the same time re- sound so simple, um, mm-hmm. but I know that it's not right. It, it, it's like if I could get, could distill everything that you've said, it's well, it's all things that I already, I already know. Like, well, surrender yeah. my business to God. Well, duh, you know, you surrender uh-huh. your life to God. That's what Christ calls us to do. Okay, so uh-huh. then I should surrender all aspects of my life. My business is included in that life. So if I've surrendered my life, then I have surrendered my business, but. There's a benefit in saying that explicitly. Hey, pray before my big decisions. Okay, well, yeah, 
why am I not doing that? You know, why am I not <laughs> doing these things that are so simple and straightforward? But at the same time, because it's simple, it doesn't make it easy. And um, I think like from my perspective, what maybe I was looking for you to say is, hey, here's this really complex strategy uh, of 27 <laughs> steps. And this is how Danielle's figured it out. And I go, oh, okay. And then maybe I wanted that because then I could say, well, that's really too hard. You know, or that, I that's why I'm not doing I it. It's more it. difficult than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot a couple steps. You know, she told me all 27, but I only remember 23. So therefore I can't really get there. Um, but Is, we can get there through, through a surrender and through prayer. And, and are you frustrated that she boiled it down to like two or three things? Yeah. Make it harder, please. Make it really like complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a recovery. You know, I've dealt with a lot. I've done recovery and helped people in recovery. And that's one of their principles is simple isn't easy. Um, yeah, it's but not, it's not that, the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. And I think sometimes we're prone to dismiss things that are simple because they're easy. But if we would just try them, and that's uh, a little rule of thumb, even as someone who's a communicator, is I always say, like, if I actually am not practicing, at least trying to practice what I'm preaching, I really should just shut up. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, it is not helpful. And I think sometimes we do that with principles in general and business and everything. We have these big, huge value statements or we have these massive sort of like, uh, you know, theologically rich ideas or philosophically good ideas or whatever. But they're they're literally meaningless without practice. We know this. Um, and so I would say, you know, bring it down, <laughs> uh, bring it all down to some simple things that people could actually do that might move them towards this life that they want to li live. And um, and if we could actually start doing that, and that's what actually happened with me around a group of table with all these leaders, is we said, what if we actually practice the things that we teach others to do? This is so embarrassing to say. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, mind and then so that's what we did. And we actually said, let's not tell anybody that we're going to do this for a year. And we did it. We just literally every day I did this every week I met with a group and we, you know, we asked each other good questions. And then every month I decided to serve in a way that didn't benefit myself. And by the end of the year, I had never been more hopeful. I had never been more filled with joy. I had never been, you know, and I just was like, oh, wow, it works. This whole following Jesus thing. <laughs> yeah, that's something that made me um, like I kind of had to open my eyes when an employee suggested to me that we do a, a devotional in our daily huddle meeting. So we have a, a phone call every morning at 8 a.m. We all get on a conference call. It's five minutes, you know. Hey, how are you doing? Are you stuck or anything? You know, tons of companies do it. She goes, why don't we do a devotional at that time? And I wanted, mm. like, when she said it, my instinctual response was no. I didn't say that out loud, but I wanted to say right. no. And, um, maybe I wanted to say no, because, you know, it put me, I, I was uncomfortable with having to lead spiritually people that I'm already leading in this other way. And I was like, I wanted to say no, but I knew that she was right. Like, Hey, this is a shared belief that all of us on this team have talked with each other about sharing, right? We, yeah. we, we, it's not going to make Johnny in accounting uncomfortable because he's Buddhist or something like I can't use that as an excuse and I still didn't want to do it and so the then the the next level is like why are we not praying together as a company one of my uh, mm. clients he, he he does that at every weekly team meeting he's like well the first thing we do is we pray it well duh you know <laughs> why are you not why are you not why why are we not doing that um 
And it, it, I think it boils down to that, that idea that you shared a second ago, which is one simple isn't easy, but the mind blowing revelation is you got to just do what you practice, what you preach. And that's, that Uh is the simple way to distill a lot of what we're talking about. making the great decision to listen into this week's episode highlight. If you want more of what you just heard, see the show notes for the full episode. As always, for the latest decision-making tips, find us on decidedlypodcast.com or on Instagram at decidedlypodcast. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as well. We read all of your comments, so if you learned some decision-making tips today, let us know. Until next time, this is Decidedly. Insights, advice, and comments provided by Sean Smith, Sanger Smith, and speakers identified as part of the Decidedly podcast should not be considered recommendations. Speakers not identified as members of Decidedly are expressing their opinion, and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the Decidedly team. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes, not personalized advice.